Welcome to Wealthion. I'm Wealthion founder Adam Taggart here with a fun and I think pretty fascinating update to the field trip I took back in December to see the world's largest crystalline gold nugget. Mining analyst Jeff Clark and I had traveled to Ironstone Vineyards in Murphy's, California to see the crown jewel, a remarkable 640 troy ounce crystalline gold nugget, which at the time we understood was the largest in existence in the world. But soon after the video of our road trip aired, I received an email informing me that another crystalline gold nugget had recently been discovered that's even bigger. It's on display at the Perot Museum in Dallas, Texas, and is owned by Barry and Beth Kitt. Barry and I connected on the phone, and he kindly invited me to come see the nugget with him whenever I was next in town. Well, I made a whirlwind trip through Texas last week, and of course I had to take him up on his offer. Even though it was closed to the public that day, the kind staff at the Perot Museum rolled out the red carpet for us and let me record my private viewing of this masterpiece of nature. Folks, it is truly a wonder to behold. As is the smaller placer gold nugget also on display there, which I briefly got to hold myself, though not for long because it was so dang heavy I nearly dropped it. If you're a fan of precious metals or just appreciate staggering examples of nature's beauty, you'll want to watch this once-in-a-lifetime private tour of two of the largest gold nuggets remaining in existence today. Well, all right. I'm now officially here at the Perot Museum. I am joined by Barry Kitt, who is the owner of this uh, magnificent specimen you see behind him there, as well as the even larger one to its left, which we're going to see in just a few minutes here. Um, Barry is the owner of these nuggets and has very generously brought us behind the scenes here at the Perot Museum uh, to get up close and personal with them as well as to learn their fascinating backstories. Barry, thank you so much for allowing us this inside opportunity. Welcome. Happy to be here. Thanks. Um, all right. Well, look, these, um, these specimens are really just absolutely magnificent wonders of nature. I'm going to zoom up much more closely on them as soon as we're done talking here. Uh, so folks watching, stick around for that. You're going to see how truly beautiful and truly massive these nuggets are. Uh, but Barry, really quickly, could you just sort of tell us what got you into the gold nugget collecting game? Yeah, many years ago as an investor, <clears throat> I learned that the dollar depreciates every year based on inflation and that gold is the only investment that you can make that has kept its value over several thousand years, three, four, five thousand years. And so I, I, I believe we should all own some gold. And then at some point I discovered that there were gold nuggets that you could own. And just by happenstance, I happened to be in the right place at the right time to be able to have the opportunity to buy the Oswax gold nugget, which is behind me here at 748 troy ounces <clears throat> or 51.3 pounds. And just to put some flavor in that, a one ounce gold nugget is more rare than a five carat diamond. So when you think about a 748 troy ounce gold nugget, it uh, shows you how unusual that is. Yeah, truly so rare that it is priceless, <clears throat> yes. uh, irrespective of its gold content. So you mentioned that uh, that this piece behind you, first off, is called the Osrox, right? And that it's uh, 51 pounds? 51.3 pounds. 51.3 pounds. All right, so for <clears throat> folks that watched my previous video, where Jeff Clark and I went to Murphy's, California to see the crown jewel gold nugget there. Uh, that I, I'm doing this from memory, but I think was uh, 600 or so troy ounces or whatnot, but which, which is substantially or materially smaller than the one you see behind Barry here. Because Barry, again, this was 700 something? 748. 
748. All right. Now, and this is a, uh, this is what's called a placer nugget, correct? Yes. All right. And, and, Alluvial or placer nugget, yes. All right. And that just basically means it's, it's sort of been weathered by the elements It's over rolled time, down right? stream beds for millennia, and, and any host rock that might have been attached to it has come off in the process. And so what you see here is what you would have found maybe in the California gold rush, something like that. They, they call it a nugget, but it's placer gold. Okay, great. And the other nugget, which we're going to go see in just a few moments, um, is referred to as a crystalline nugget, and that's because it, it, it really, it's in its... Uh, natural state before any weathering, correct? That's correct. All right, great. All right, so tell us a little bit about the Ozrocks here. Uh, where was it found? How did it how did it make its way to your attention and how did you actually get your hands on it? So uh, it was found in the Kalgoorlie area, which is Western Australia, about 400 miles east of Perth, which is on the west coast of Australia. And there were three miners that uh, had, a, had a lease on some land. They had a small tractor and a metal detector and they went all over the surface of the land with a metal detector and didn't get any hits or any sounds of any metal under the ground. So they took their tractor and began the process of trying to scrape off one meter of dirt, at which point they'd use their metal detector again to see if they get a hit. On the first pass, two feet underground, they hit this with the tractor. They were elated and scared to death at the same time <laughs> because in that part of the world, it might be dangerous if people knew that you had such a thing. By the way, maybe here too. Um, but at any rate, uh, they scooped it up and they put it in a black bag and they then determined, what do I do with it? If, I, if they try and sell it for its gold value, they can get instant cash. But being so large, they determined that maybe there was an opportunity to sell it for more than just the gold value. So they, like I said, they put it in a black bag. They went to five different banks until they found a bank with a bank box big enough to store it in while they found someone to help them possibly sell it. Uh, there is a, a company called Crystal Universe on the west coast of Australia that has a, a gold shop. And they knew of that person named Rob Selecki uh, that owned it. And they went to him to see if he could maybe help them uh, sell it. He happened to know a mineral dealer here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, and so uh, Rob Selecki called Rob Levinsky of the Arkenstone here in Dallas area, Richardson actually. And uh, Rob knew that I was interested in gold. And uh, so he asked if I had any interest in buying this. And so uh, that was on uh, June 28th of 2010, Rob introduced me to the opportunity. And on July 22nd, 2010, I was able to uh, buy it. All right. Um, so amazing to think that this was found by two guys and a tractor. Uh, again, how far into the soil? Three guys. Three guys in yeah. a tractor, but how far into the, the two two feet underground? Two feet underground. Yeah. All right. So you know, those of us that are out uh, doing some gardening in our backyards <laughs> should think about maybe what we're missing uh, if we're not paying attention as we uh, you know uh, dig through the soil there. Um, so uh, so this thing is is uh, really just a piece of uh, of art here, and, and this at, at, until relatively recently was the second largest third gold, the third largest gold nugget. In, in existence, correct? Remaining in existence. There Remaining have been larger in ones in the old days that were melted down. Uh, this was the third largest gold uh, remaining in the world. Uh, the largest is called the Hand of Faith Gold Nugget. That's in the Golden Nugget Casino in Las Vegas. Uh, excuse me, the largest at that time. Uh, the second largest is the Normandy Nugget that was in the Perth Mint. So the Hand of Faith is 875 troy ounces. The Normandy Nugget is 819 and this is 748. So this was the third largest until the Dragon's Lair gold was discovered. All right, fantastic. Well, we'll get to the Dragon's Lair in just a moment here, but I'd like to 
I'd like to zero in on the Osrocks if that's possible, just to give folks a real sense of, of just how beautiful this piece itself is. I think you should hold it. You think so? I think so. All right. You want to hold it? If I absolutely. All right, you want to do that now? Let's do it. Okay. Here, hold it. That's the front. So, right. you ready? I'm ready. You sure? Oh wow, that is really heavy. <laughs> that is really heavy. Wow. So put this hand underneath that arm. Right? I'm going to try to. It's, okay. There we go. Yeah. Wow, folks, this is really heavy. Um, you know, I work out with kettlebells and whatnot. This is like a really heavy kettlebell. Uh, it's 51 pounds, just really massively dead dense, weight. just dead weight. But boy, is this beautiful. Um, I'm now really regretting signing the uh, the waiver at the Perot Museum here that said I couldn't walk out with this because I would really <laughs> like to take this home with me. So, um, Barry, I got to imagine, um, you know, there's a, a lot of, uh, there have been numerous large nuggets like this that have been found, um, but they've been melted down, right? right? I mean, what That's a right. crime. I know. Right? I know. I'm going to have to actually hand this back to you because it's getting really okay. heavy. All right. All right, you got it? Put, put your finger in there. Oh. There you go. Okay. All right. That is unbelievably heavy. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the, the largest nugget ever found in Barry will correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, it was a gold nugget uh, found in Australia called the Welcome Stranger. That was gargantuan, right? It was like over 2,000 trillion. Yes, correct. Which isn't in existence anymore because it was broken up and, and melted down. Um, so if you hadn't come along and bought this, is there a chance that this would have been yeah. melted for the, a point? The, or? the three miners uh, weren't wealthy people. And uh, they told uh, Rob Selecki, uh, the dealer who they went to, that if he did not find a buyer instantly, they were just going to melt it down. Wow. So you really say this then? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if he would have found somebody else or not, but uh, it's possible that they wouldn't have found somebody. They wouldn't have found somebody. They wanted it right away. And so they just would have melted it. Uh, literally, so it was three weeks after it was offered to me uh, that uh, we closed the transaction. So they, and it was, and I agreed to the price on day one. Okay. Because I, but then it was legally is trying to trying to get the rest of it done. All right. Well, for the benefit of the. Many people that come here to marvel at this, thank you for likely saving this, this beautiful piece of nature. Okay, so we talked a little bit earlier about how when this was discovered, at the time, it was the third largest gold nugget ever found that was still in existence. But then it got knocked down the list, you said, yes, right? that's correct. And it got knocked down the list because two more nuggets were found in the same deposit, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. and. Uh, this was in sort of the same area in Australia, if I remember Yeah, correctly. so the, the Dragon's Lair, do you want to flash a picture of it? We're, we're, we're going to walk over there in okay. just a second. I just want to All set right. the story here. Well, so I was just minding my own business and uh, owning this one, and it was lovely. And uh, then one day I got a phone call from a friend of mine who said, uh, Barry, you no longer own the third largest gold nugget remaining in the world. You have the fifth largest. I said, what are you talking about? He said, there is a new find in Australia where two large nugget, two large gold specimens were found. That knocked this down to number five. And so I was like, obviously I was interested, is there a way for me to buy one of those two? And so I reached out to all my mineral related friends and said, does anybody know this company, Royal Nickel Corporation, that owns the mine that these two larger ones were just found at? And uh, the find happened on September 2nd, 2018. And uh, on 
so within the next few days, it made worldwide news. Royal nickel stock went up substantially. And uh, so it was just a matter of uh, two, three, four days after that, that I found a friend of mine who was uh, friendly with one of the uh, board of directors of Royal Nickel Corporation. And I asked him if he would contact that board of director to see if there's any way they would consider selling one of the two largest ones. Uh, one of the two that were discovered that were bigger than the Osrocks. And uh, so my friend contacted him and they, uh, the person that, uh, on the board of directors of Royal Nickel said uh, that Australia has already used the Cultural uh, Heritage uh, Act of 1986 to say that uh, the largest one could not leave Australia, but they didn't care about anything else. So then it was a function of, well, could I buy the second largest one? And so uh, they didn't, Royal Nickel at that point did not know what they wanted to do uh, with uh, any of the nuggets that they found or golds that they found, specimens. And uh, so they, so we kind of kept in contact through my friend, uh, Dr. Peter McGaw is actually my friend who knew someone on the board of directors. Uh, so he carried the ball for me and uh, tried to see if there was a way for me to buy it. So uh, they didn't know what they wanted to do and that was uh, September of 2018. In February of 2019, uh, every week or two or three, Peter would contact the board of directors and say, any idea what you want to do with that, that second largest one yet? So they took it to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show in February of 2019, the two large ones. They put them on display. So I had a chance to see both of them up close and personal. And um, at that point, it was shortly thereafter that they expressed that there would be some interest in possibly selling it to me. So it was uh, March 19th of 2019 that we finally agreed on a price. All right, and when you saw both of them <clears throat> side by side, they were still pretty encased in yes. quartz at the time, right? Yes, totally encased in quartz, white quartz with uh, gold sticking out all over the place. Uh, having said that, you didn't know what's inside other than there was gold inside. So I, I mean, I, they estimated based on what's called a specific gravity test that there was 893 troy ounces of gold in the second largest one and about 1,200 ounces in the largest one, which they call King Henry. The largest one is called King Henry after the miner Henry who found that one. And the second largest one is called Warren after the miner Warren who found that one. So King Henry is estimated to be about 1,200 ounces and Warren was estimated to be about 893 troy ounces. So um, at any rate, uh, so after, after March 19, 2019, we agreed on price. And then things kind of went quiet for a while. All right, so here we are now next to the... The Dragon's Layer Gold. The Dragon's Layer Gold. Okay, I was yes. going to let you reveal the name because uh, now right before here, we were referring to it as Warren, which was the name of the miner that actually found it. And I didn't think that was a good name. Yeah, <laughs> okay. With all due respect to Warren. Well, could you tell us then about the journey this wonderful mineral then took to become named the Dragon's Lair because there's a specific reason why it has that name. You, you bet. Well, uh, first of all, when it was found, it was totally encased in quartz, white quartz. And uh, all I knew is that this specific gravity test, which is a test that they use, they know the specific gravity of gold, they know the specific gravity of quartz, and there might be other host minerals embedded in that rock. And so they estimated there was about 893 troy ounces of gold in Warren. So uh, I was able to buy that, as I mentioned. Um, and uh, at that point, it was taken to Collector's Edge in Golden, Colorado, which is a fine mineral prep lab and, and gold prep lab. 
and they took it to an animal hospital and they put it on a big x-ray table. And so here's this big rock and you put it under x-ray and if, if you want to see if there was black area here, black area there, black area there, which would denote gold inside, but instead it was almost all black. So they knew that the gold was pretty contiguous and put together. So that was, they were hoping to be able to use that x-ray to determine how best to attack removing the quartz from the host rock. So, uh, so Adam is showing you a picture of the host rock as it was found. And on the left-hand edge over here, you see a little bit of gold sticking out of the top edge of that, of that rock. And so the question that we had to determine was, once we remove the quartz, how is this gonna be displayed? Is it gonna be vertical? Is it gonna be horizontal? Is it gonna be some other angle? And so we said, well, that little piece of gold sticking out, let's start there and start removing some of the quartz from that direction. So this was Collector's Edge that made the decision, let's start there. And so they started removing the quartz from there. And it wasn't long, it was December 19th, I believe, we went to Golden, Colorado from Dallas to see the progress that they had been making. At that point, they said, we think we know what might be the name of this. So I said, what? They said, well, let's wait till you get here. So we got there and they had it positioned vertically. And at the top appeared to be a dragon. And if you come over to this side a little bit, Adam, you can see the dragon's head clear. So, uh, so you see that folks right there at the top. So here was the little piece of gold that was sticking out of that, as you mentioned. So as they went down, lo and behold, there's a dragon's head there. And so that was naturally occurring, naturally hidden underneath that quartz. And so, um, you keep talking, I'm just going to pan and show people how yeah, beautiful this nugget maybe, is while you're talking. Maybe look, look all around, whatever. And so, uh, so basically, uh, we knew we had to have something to do with dragon. Interesting in the background, the shadow in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I uh, don't, you can't really see it on the uh, video here, but, video it, but it is casting a great dragon silhouette yeah. in the back there. So, you know, as you look at underneath here, this was all covered in quartz. So, uh, the two preparers at Collector's Edge, uh, Rob and Zach, they spent over 300 hours with uh, metal tip styluses, which I'm going to provide a video for you to show, uh, removing quartz. So um, what you see down here is some of the quartz that came off of the rock as it was in its natural state. And, and what you also see here is a lot of gold. And this gold came off of the host rock in preparation. So obviously not all of it was attached. But what the final product was, is this is 921 troy ounces. And this is 35 ounces of gold that came off of it. So it was 956 ounces uh, in its natural state. And so 921 is left, 35 ounces came off of it. Um, and uh, All right, and I remember you were saying earlier in the conversation that when they did the initial specific gravity test, they estimated that there was 800 and something troy 893 troy ounces. So you actually got a nice pleasant surprise to the upside yes, there. Yes, they used a, possibly or probably the wrong value for the specific gravity of quartz. They also didn't account for some other mineralization that was in the host rock that weighs a lot less than gold. So when they removed some of that stuff, uh, that wound up being 921. All right. And I think you were telling me earlier that, that uh, sort of with this, um, you know, the excess quartz that has come off here, there's a way to actually process that and, and recapture 
some of the, the very fine gold that's actually trapped in those little pieces of quartz. Yeah, so this is probably uh, maybe like a third, uh, 30 or 40 percent of the quartz that actually came off of it. So we, uh, we put this quartz here for the display so you could see the gold and quartz that came off of it. But uh, we have a lot more uh, uh, quartz uh, in bags at home. So we took one bag of it that's probably about this much quartz right here, sent it off to uh, somebody who prepared it and put it in the kiln and, uh, and processed uh, the quartz off. And what was left was a button, what's called. It's basically just picture pouring liquid gold into a hole. And that button that came out of it was five ounces, 5.5 ounces of gold that came out of what looked like just quartz sand. Wow, so is it all right if I pick one of these pieces of quartz up? Sure, go ahead. Great. So what he's talking about is, is there is gold trapped still in very small quantities inside pieces of quartz crystal yeah. like this. There's a much better example that he's holding here. Um, and so they were able to essentially reclaim that through that, that processing um, system he just talked about. And uh, you were saying this one here was yeah, just one of the larger five, gold nuggets. This is almost five ounces of gold that's, that's still trapped here in this piece of quartz. And I'll tell you folks, that's, that's pretty weighty. Wow, so you now have uh, this, as well as the Osrocks here on display here in the Perot Museum. Um, uh, just tell me, I mean, for the people that come here and really get to enjoy your masterpieces of nature here, what are you, what are you hoping they'll take away from the experience? Uh, first of all, come to the Perot Museum. Uh, that's tremendous, you might just flash I'll do a quick little. So uh, some of the minerals here. We're in their mineralogy section here with just some absolutely wonderfully beautiful other natural minerals. And you can come on in too. Hi. I'm just going to interview you super quickly. All right. <laughs> Love it. So could you just introduce yourself for our camera here? Yes, I'm Kimberly Wagner and I'm the Gems and Minerals Director here at the Pearl Museum. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you so much again for getting us backstage access here. Yes. Uh, so roughly, um, and I know COVID has sort of screwed the numbers up a little bit for museums, but roughly, let's say in a pre-COVID year, how many people come by and actually, you know, marvel at these gold nuggets here? Normally we get between 800,000 and 900,000 people through the door each year. All right. So, you know, we're really opening a lot of people's eyes uh, to the world of gold specifically, but also just to, uh, you know, what nature is capable of producing here. And again, Barry, just a uh, Tremendous thanks to you and collectors like you who, you know, probably very, very much so rescue these from you know, getting broken up and, and sold for some sort of commercial purpose rather than being treated as the true treasures they are. If this had been melted down, it would have been an absolute tragedy. But there's a really fun aspect to the story of how it was found, if you want me to expound on it if you have time. Absolutely, please. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Royal Nickel Corporation owns the Beta Hunt Mine in Cambalda, Western Australia. Uh, again, about 400 miles east of Perth. And uh, the, the Beta Hunt mine was founded in 1966 and began production in 1973. And um, in 2013, Royal Nickel Corporation, which is a Canadian mining company, which has since changed its name to Corora Resources, uh, they started uh, operating the mine in 2013. By 2016, between nickel prices being low and the productivity of the mine being lower than what they had estimated, uh, they were having some financial difficulty. They began trying to find a buyer for the mine. So from 2016 to September 2018, they were looking for a buyer. 
the last six months of that leading up to 20, September 2nd, 2018, uh, they found a buyer. But the buyer renegotiated the price uh, two or three times <clears throat> lower and lower, knowing that the company was very interested in selling, in selling the property. Finally, they were to meet on September 3rd, 2018 to close the transaction, the third or fourth negotiated transaction. The day before, on September 2nd, 2018, which is Father's Day in Australia, Royal Nichols set up a dynamite blast, 1,600 feet underground. Just to put some size on that, that's equivalent to five football fields underground. Or if you prefer, the twin World Trade Center towers, may they rest in peace, were 1,378 feet tall. This is 1,600 feet underground, just to give you a flavor of how, wow. how deep that was. So <clears throat> they set up a dynamite blast at four in the morning on September 2nd. Uh, they went in to clear out the rubble from the dynamite blast. What they found was a living room size cavern with gold hanging from the walls and the ceilings. Basically, uh, strands of gold and uh, wires of gold were holding quartz hanging from the ceiling and the walls. And they were so excited, they called all the miners in to look at it. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. That's called the Father's Day vein that they found. Uh, so the next day, they met with the proposed buyers uh, on September 3rd and told them in very unfriendly terms they were not buying this gold mine for price of a nickel mine. Thanks, no thanks, exactly. So, uh, and so uh, Corora Resources is still operating the mine today. What a phenomenal so, story. That's a true Hail Mary story. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's fun. All right, so this is the Dragon's Lair, which you said was actually the smaller formation that they took out of the mine there. Uh, the larger one was called the King Henry. What can you tell us about that? Well, King Henry is on display in the uh, Perth Gold Museum in Perth, Australia. It went on display January of 2021. Uh, it's estimated to be somewhere in the 1200 uh, ounce, troy ounce range. Um, it went on display, as I mentioned, but they they haven't removed all the quartz yet. We've removed a substantial amount of the quartz, as you can see. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I look forward to seeing it personally myself. Um, I'm not sure if it'll all be in one piece after they remove the quartz. I wish they had removed more quartz, uh, but it's beautiful as it is. Um, so at any rate, uh, it's the larger of the two golds that were found in this, uh, in this find. Oh, that's fascinating. So it's actually, it's a bigger formation, but they actually don't know for certain whether it's one contiguous piece. They won't know until they take all that quartz away. Especially. Yeah, that's that's correct. And I don't know if they're planning on taking more quartz off or not. Okay. As beautiful as it is, I'd love to see more of the quartz taken off so I can see more of the gold structure and formation and inside of it. Hopefully they'll do that one day. All right, hopefully they do that. And interesting, you know, I, I'm just thinking here, if it turns out it's not all in one piece, well, then the Dragon's Lair could basically bump up uh, on the list, right? Yeah, if, if that was the case, then the Dragon's Lair would be the largest uh, gold in the world, but I have no idea at this point. It's certainly King Henry. Excellent. Well, uh, Barry, you've got uh, a really, it's, you know, just these stories you've told us, sort of the fascinating um, both discovery uh, of, of these pieces, um, as well as how they came to look as beautiful as they do now, right? Because there's a lot of work that went into preparing these. Okay. Um, you've got that summarized in um, uh, some articles that you've shared with me. Is it, uh, is it hard if we share some of those with- Yeah, uh, a mineralogical record. Uh, it was in the, um, uh, this last year, I believe it was a March-April issue of the Mineralogical Record. It was a 13-page article detailing every, every aspect of the find and the type of, uh, of ground that it was in and how it was prepared. It's a very interesting article. All right, great. Well, if you want to see that article, we'll have a PDF of it on Wealthion. You can go to Wealthion.com slash nuggets and get all the dirty details about this absolutely beautiful 
treasures that have been uh, restored here to their full brilliance. Um, well, Barry, in concluding here, any other questions I haven't asked you about these nuggets you'd like people to know? Um, no, I don't think so. Just come see them. They're beautiful. Uh, they'll both be here at, uh, probably for this, this year, 2022. And uh, so I hope you enjoy them. I hope you enjoy the museum. It's a fabulous museum. It opened 10 years ago, and it's been uh, wonderful for, for Dallas. Like, like Kim said, over a million people a year come in here. All right, fantastic. So Kimberly, for folks that want to come here and see these with their very own eyes, um, where should they come? They should come to Dallas, Texas. Our address is 2201 North Field Street. And you can also go to our website and find all the information information there and buy tickets online. All right. And again, if I didn't say it, this is the Perot Museum. And what is the website for the museum? It's www.perotmuseum.org. Okay. And what is the... Uh, uh, the cost of admit, admission to come in here? Uh, it ranges and varies. Adults are usually around $20 a ticket, kids around $13 a ticket. All right, great. And folks, I'll tell you, just seeing uh, the Osrox and the Dragon's Lair, completely worth the price of admission, but there is so much else here at the museum. Uh, you literally could spend uh, an entire weekend and still not see half of it. Highly recommend <laughs> you come here. All right, Kimberly, come thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Great. All right. Well, look, um, Bear is going to ask you if I could hold that dragon's leg, but it's a much more delicate piece. I understand that. that and a lot heavier. You know, and a lot heavier, too. Yeah. I probably couldn't even have picked it up. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you so oh, much for both pleasure. bringing the wealthy on audience here on the inside, uh, but again, on preserving these wonderful treasures of nature. Thank you. Appreciate it. Don't click away just yet, folks. As I mentioned, there's a wonderful write-up of the journey the Dragon's Lair Nugget took from its initial discovery to its current display at the Perot. It has a lot of other details and photos in there that we didn't have time to put in this video. To download it right now for free, just go to Wealthion.com nuggets. But before you do, Help support this channel by bringing you more top-notch financial content like this by hitting the like button and then clicking on the subscribe button below, as well as that little bell icon right next to it. Okay, now you can go to Wealthion.com nuggets to download the PDF of The Dragon Slayer. Thanks so much for watching.